The Lord God has given me Please be seated. It's good to see every one of you here tonight. I have a, a very basic uh, but very important message for you tonight. And I uh, pray that the Holy Spirit will uh, help me and uh, help you understand. Very basic but very important. I titled it, His Word in My Mouth. His Word in my mouth. God's word in my mouth. In Isaiah 59 verse 21, it says, God speaking, as for me, he said a lot of things about the people, but then he said, as for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them, all of them. But then he went very specific. And then he says, my spirit who is upon you and my word which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth nor from the mouth of your descendants nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants now, that says the Lord, now and forevermore. My spirit, who is, this is a covenant. As for me, God said, this is my covenant with them. So what's the covenant about? My spirit, who is upon you. Say, God's spirit upon me. So my spirit, who is upon you. So the spirit is a person. My spirit, who is upon you. And my word which I have put in your mouth, shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, and your descendants' descendants, from this very time and forever. So, the Spirit of God upon your life, that's very crucial. That is what ties the covenant together. The Spirit of God in your life. Now, in uh, Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 25, God said, beginning from verse 25, He says, Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean. And I will cleanse you from all of your filthiness, And from all your idols. He says, I will. I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I will take the stony heart, the heart of stone, out of your flesh. And give you a heart of flesh. Then God continues. That's the covenant. After he's done all of that, I will put my spirit Within you. And the Spirit will cause you to walk in my statutes. 
and you shall do, no doubt about it, my spirit will cause you to do my judgment. You will, do my, uh, you will keep my judgment and you will walk in my statutes. It says you will walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgment. That's what God says. When his spirit is upon you, we need cleansing. I will sprinkle you with clean water and you will be clean. Then God gives you, takes away that heart of stone. This is the process of establishing his covenant with you. So he cleanses you. So if you're a Christian, you are a new creature. God has made you a new person. You're different from the rest of the world. You will be clean, not maybe, will be clean. And then God removes all of those idols and all of those filthiness. Not some of the idols, not some of the filthiness, all of it. Then he puts his spirit upon you. After taking the stony heart, the heart that cannot respond to God. You as a Christian, you have a heart that can always respond to God. Because the stony heart has been taken away. And God has made a new covenant with you. And the sign of the covenant upon your life is the Holy Spirit that causes you to walk in His statutes and to keep His judgments. But the covenant, He says, is with your mouth. God has a covenant with your mouth. He said, and my word and your mouth. And my word and your mouth. The word of God that he has placed in your mouth. So God's saying, I have my spirit upon you, but I've also placed something else in your life and it's in your mouth. That's why I said it's a very simple message. This word of God in your mouth. Notice what God says, it must not depart from your mouth from this time and forever there is a reason God's making a covenant with your mouth what I'm about to say is if you don't use your mouth you stay exactly where you are your mouth's very important in this business when it comes to the covenant that God has given to us your mouth will either make you or destroy you what comes out of your mouth? A lot of people like to say what they feel. You better not go too far with what you feel. Go with what the Word says. What comes out of your mouth? God has made a covenant with your mouth. That's why when I release the Word of God on somebody who is sick, God heals them. Because I have God's Spirit upon my life and I'm speaking what is told me to speak. You remember what Jesus said? I do not say any word of my own. What I hear from him, that's what you're hearing. These words are not mine. Not any single thing that you hear me say is from me. It all comes from the Father. He is the one doing, he said, talked about his work, but then he changed and said, he is the one doing the works. I just speak and he does the work. So there is something, a covenant with your mouth that you must understand. 
If you don't use your mouth rightly, I can rightly place you when you talk flippantly and don't understand. I know you're still a baby. And you're just telling what you feel. How you really feel. And that's where Satan wants to get you. He wants to place you. So God has made a covenant with your word and with your mouth. And God says his spirit is already there. His spirit is to cause you to walk with him. But to do his work, you need your mouth. To walk with God, that's one thing. To keep his statutes and to live by the words of God, that's the spirit of God that will cause you to walk in his, his judgment, to keep his judgment and to walk in his statutes. But to do the work of God and to really reach out, you need your mouth. If you're going to change anything... You need your mouth. So God has a covenant with your mouth. And so God says those words must always stay. So in, in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, God says this book of the law, in other words, my word. is the book of the law, the law, the commandments, the word of God, they're all the same. This book of the law shall not depart. So do you hear the word again, depart? The word that I put in your mouth should not depart from your mouth, your descendants' mouth, and your descendants' descendants. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Should never depart from your mouth. You should never say anything that's contrary to what the law, the book says. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. You don't have time to do anything else. Just the word from your mouth constantly. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. In other words, when you're awake or asleep, you must meditate. And to meditate is to mutter it to yourself. To meditate is not to sit with your legs crossed and go, mm, mm, uh, that's madness, okay? But, but you have to speak and mutter those words to yourself constantly, day and night. And that's what God is saying. My covenant that I have with them, this is the covenant. As for me, I've done my part. This is the covenant I have with them. I have put my spirit upon them, but I've also put my word in their mouth. And God is saying to Joshua, you are about to take the land. Go and occupy, but you need to stay with the word of God in your mouth. You must meditate in it day and night. Motor it to yourself day and night. You're taking Moses' position. That's a very huge position to, to feel. But if you stay with the word of God, what God has already spoken, and you motor it to yourself day and night, then you will understand it. It says then you may be, that you may be able to do according to all that is written in it. In other words, you will both understand it and receive the power to keep what it says. You are able to do it when you speak it. Day and night. That is when you are able to do according to all that is written in it. Until you speak it with your mouth constantly. And until you mutter it to yourself day and night. You don't have the ability to do it. You will never understand it. You got to be committed to it. It's day and night. You can't have any distraction. You can't let what you feel distract you from what comes out of your mouth. 
And what comes out of your word mouth has to always be from the word of God. So you let that word come from your mouth day and night. You mutter it to yourself. You, mo- you, you, you speak it from your mouth. It's according to all that is written in the book. And then God says, if you do that, the reason why God put his word in your mouth, if you continue to do that, he says, because then, or for then, you will make your way prosperous. So what it is, is God wants you to prosper in anything you want to do. You will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. God wants all of his children to be successful in whatever they set their hands to do. Whatever they set their their mind to do, God wants them to succeed. So success is from God. Failure is never from God. But even when there is seeming failure, God is charting, charting your path to that success he has for you. It's God's will for you to be successful. It's God's will for you to have good success. Not just success, good success. God wants you to prosper in whatever you're doing. We're not just talking about money. Because when we talk about this, everybody's thinking about money. There are people, I've talked about the millionaire that was supporting, I think she's John Edwards, the former presidential candidate. And she lived in a hospital. That's where she lived for the most part. She gave him millions, but I had dress, if you want to reach her, go to the hospital. That's not prosperity. Prosperity comes from God. So in every area, you are doing well. It's well-being. That's what God wants to give to us. So that's the way you can make yourself prosperous by the word that God has already put in your mouth. Notice, God's not saying, I'm going to put the word in your mouth, right? No. You have a covenant, the word is already in your mouth. Now speak it. Now speak it. So God has that covenant with your mouth. But another thing that you need to know, Satan also wants to make a covenant with your mouth. He likes to do whatever God, if God is the most high, he wants to be like the most high. So if God's making a covenant with your mouth, he likes, he would like to make a covenant with your mouth also. And if God wants you to speak his words, he wants you to speak Satan's words. And they are never, they are, they are never the same. One this way, the other one that way. God, God wants you to speak his word. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 30 says, He says, But I say to you that for every idle word that a man shall speak, letting you know that your words matter, for every idle word that, that men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. So, really, your words are not idle. Idle words are satanic words. They are doing something. If they are not doing something, then why would you have to give account to God for what you said? If it's not God's word, if it doesn't line up with God's word, guess what it is? It's an idle word. Because for you as a Christian, and as a man... If you're going to follow God, God wants his word coming from your mouth constantly. That's what we are made to do. God created us, those covenant children, to always have the word of God coming out of your mouth. 
That's why it's so, it's so serious that many Christians today, they don't know the scriptures. They don't know the scriptures. These days I'm even concerned. You know, we used to know the story of uh, Samson and uh, Delilah and all of that. These days I don't know if Christians really know these stories. So if you're preaching about that, they may not even know where you're coming from. What about Daniel? Daniel, and, uh, Daniel in the lion's den. And not talking more of if you want to go into what happened with David when he counted the children of Israel. And there was a plague in the land before the temple was built. How they found out the, the land where the temple was built. Many, maybe some Christians don't even, they, don't, they can't relate to that. They haven't read it. How can you be a Christian? You don't even know the basics. You're traveling, no GPS, no map. You're not going to get there. That's the amazing thing about it. And you're wondering why you have been attacked right and left and you're so confused. You don't have any word in you. You have nothing to speak. You don't know God's word. Maybe I should be saying this on Sunday morning, right? (laughs) Because you guys are here to hear God's word, right? But that's the amazing thing. People don't take time to know the word of God anymore. I'm really, really, again, I'm going down, but I'm really, you know, just help us to meditate. I'm really worried for us. People don't even, I mean, the best book, well, for for me, I mean, I like to read the book of John. I can almost tell you from chapter to chapter from that book. Because it's so intriguing as you read. Most Christians don't even bother. I can tell them to turn to Hezekiah chapter 1 verse 5 and they'll be turning the Bible. There's no book like Hezekiah. There's no Hezekiah because they hear all this Ezekiel, Isaiah. So you can tell them Hezekiah and they turn in the Bible back and forth. The pastor said Hezekiah. Where is Hezekiah? There's no book like Hezekiah. He's not there. But they don't know it. Sometimes I trick people, don't they? Turn to the book of Hezekiah, and they're turning, and then you just laugh. What's going on here? Because they don't know the scriptures. Jesus said, you do greatly err because you don't know the scriptures, nor the power of God. You're making a whole lot of mistakes because you don't know the scriptures, and you don't know God's power. Jesus said, search the scriptures. Because you think in them you have life, but they are are those that testify of me. They are by Jesus. How else would you know Jesus if you don't know the scripture? He is the word. He is the word. But you don't take time. When he says day and night, it means you can't be distracted. You've got to learn to know your master. And when you speak his word, his word takes over. His word is spirit and life. You're not speaking life if you're not speaking his word. When you speak his word to that circumstance in your life that's dying 
and you speak the word of life, Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. If there's no spirit, it can be alive. In our world as humans. So you speak the word of life. I remember the, the, when the disciples were set from prison, they said, the angel said, go out and speak the words of this life. So the word of God is the word of life. You want life in your marriage? Speak the word. You want life in your finances? Speak the word. Whatever you need, speak the word. God has made a covenant with your mouth and it's what comes out of your mouth that is going to confirm. If it is the word of God. If it's not a word of God, it's an idle word and God says you're going to give a can of that stuff. Whatever you're saying, I'm going to just say it the way I feel, but well, you can feel it, but if it's not the word of God, God is going to make you give an account on that day. It is important to know God's word. You get to study the Bible. You get to know the Word of God. It's so easy these days. You can put a tape on. We really, in our generation, have no excuse. You have no excuse. I have no excuse. You see people who are deceived running to and fro. I can tell when a Christian is running from one church to another and looking for somebody to anoint them. I'm not talking about if you are hunger. I mean, if, if you have hunger in you and you want to grow, that's different. Because you know, you want a place where the word of God can be put and you can be with those who agree that the word of God is the word of God. That's different. But you already have a place and you're going, that tells me something is not right here. You got to settle down and then start serving in the house of God. Start speaking the word to bring life to others. Because you've received light from God already. So, we've got to go with what God says. There is only one thing, according to the scriptures, that Jesus said, we all need. In this life, we think we need a whole lot of stuff. But Jesus says, only one thing is needed. Just one thing. Just one thing. If you have that, you got everything. Let me read this scripture to you. It says, now it happened. That's in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. It says, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Who owned the house? Martha. That was her house. And she had a sister called Mary. So Mary was visiting with Martha, I guess. Because that was Martha's house. So she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. So if everything that Jesus was saying, or everything Jesus said came from the Father, guess who got the Father's attention on that day? Mary. Focused on Mary, just pouring heaven upon this dear woman. And she was soaking it up. I guess Mary forgot about everything, probably everybody in the room. She was hearing stuff like no other human has ever heard. And she was just involved in it. She's sitting there, just listening to him speak. I'm sure she was asking questions and she was getting a whole lot coming upon her. 
So she was at his feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted. You see, every time you are outside of God's word, whatever you are pursuing, guess what it's called? Distraction. That's what it is. Martha was distracted with more serving. And for us as humans, we'll say, wow, she's taking care of Jesus. That's a wonderful thing. Look, she's so busy. But God calls it what? Distraction. When anything, when you bring anything and you relate it to the word, whatever that thing is, whatever you are pursuing, if it's not the word, unless it's to help you get the word, guess what it is? It's a distraction. Even serving Jesus, God called it a distraction when the focus is not on the word. So this book of the law must not depart from your mouth. This is my covenant with them. As for me, this is my covenant with them. I already have a covenant with them. I have put my spirit upon them, but I've also put my word in their mouth. And that word should never depart from their mouth. No distraction. No distraction. He says, but Martha was distracted with more serving. And she approached him, that Jesus, and said, Lord, do you not care? Yeah, he cares about your bills. He cares about your children. He cares about your education and your retirement and everything, your house, your car. He cares about those. But he cares more that you stay with the wood. More than all of these things. Don't you care this person is dying, Lord? Won't you do something? He's still speaking the word. Notice before he heals, he spends a lot of time speaking the word of God. The word is so important. The word is what transforms you. The renewing of your mind comes through the word of God. The word of God is so important until you, you can't have faith without the word. But the more you stay with the word, before you know subconsciously, your spirit is imbibing faith. And before you know, you're acting in a supernatural way without fear. Because the word has taken over your life. That's Jesus, the word of God. It's taking over. He says, Lord, do you not care? That my sister has left me to serve alone. It's good to serve. We want everyone to be doing something at the Ark Fellowship. But you still need to spend some time with the Word. Don't get distracted. And I noticed how Jesus answered her. He called her Martha, Martha. You know when your mother calls you, that way you know you're really in trouble, Okay. Repeating your name. John, John. Now you know something is coming. And that's what, this is God speaking to her. And she thought she was doing something good. She thought she was being more honorable than Mary. Being adult. And Jesus was going to correct her. Martha, Martha, he says, you are worried and troubled about many things. You are worried and troubled about many things. 
How many here troubled about many things tonight? <laughs> You're troubled about those things. But Jesus said, only one thing you need. Just one. What one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen, notice what he said, that, that part? No. That good part. I'm sure mother was saying, huh? Really? <laughs> I guess I'll just drop everything I'm doing. I'm going to sit with Mary here. And Jesus will say, you've joined her to choosing that good part. Forget about the disciples. They'll find food for themselves. God will take care of that. Many times we are concerned about what we're dealing with. My children and all of that. And how to solve all these problems and all of that. Everything is in the word. That's the good part. You want the good part of life? Stay with the word. To never fail you. God himself said, the words that I speak, they will not return to him void. They will always accomplish what he sent the word for. It's an amazing thing that God has given us his word. The word of God. But he did more than that. He sent the word in human form to us. In the person of Jesus Christ. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became a man. He's dwelling with us. And if you have the Word, you have nothing to worry about. Because the Word created the whole, everything that you can see. And things that you cannot see. He created everything, seen and unseen. But Jesus said this, my Father is still working till now. So the word of God is still working. And the word can work in your life. If you will take the word. If you are struggling with doubt, stay with the word of God. Before you know, doubt will disappear. If you are struggling with fear, stay with the word of God. Believe the word of God. You don't have to worry about whether you can believe the word of God. Just keep reading. Just keep listening. Before long, the fear will be gone. Because the word of God would have taken over your life. Is the word of God. It will never bring fear. It will always produce faith in us. If we stay with the word of God. That's what should give us confidence. I've often said it here. Uh, you know, my only confidence is in the word of God. I don't, I don't have to consider anything. I know myself. I know I cannot handle these things. I can't trust, I can't trust myself in any way. But I trust him. And that's where I can have my, my rest. Because if he fails, it's over for me. But he, I know that he cannot fail. So I can rest in him. When troubles come, I remember the word. and start speaking the word. And I go to him with the, in prayer about what he said in his word. And the, the situation is still there. But I'm trusting you, God. And he tells us, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but in prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to him. And God will give you that peace that passes knowledge to guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus so that your mind stays in peace because the answer is on his way. 
And like what Jesus said, because of the things that we are so concerned about, he said, you are more valuable than the birds of the air. God takes care of them. Why won't he take care of your issue? What you need to do is go to the world. He'll take care of it. You are more valuable than all of these things. Stay with the word of God and let the word of God prevail. Mary chose that one thing that is needed. And what is needed is the word of God. That's what will transform my life. That's what we need. Freedom only comes through the word. I don't know if you know this. If you are going to be free in Christ, if you are going to be free in any area of life, if you want the blessing, it's got to be through the word of God. Even your salvation. Salvation is really freedom to be the person God originally created you to be. With nothing in your way to stop you. That's what salvation is. But you cannot have salvation if your mouth is closed. In other words, you can know the truth. But until you speak the truth, you stay bound. That's the truth. Until it comes out of your mouth, because God put his word in your mouth, not for you to, you know, have it, I have it in my mouth. He wants you to speak it. You've got to speak the word of God if you are going to be free. You have to be bold in declaring what God has said about you, if you want any circumstance change, you have to declare the word of God. I remember once in Houston, it was long, I was living in College Station, and uh, I was with this lady, uh, my friend's mother, in a hotel. I said this story, told this story here, but we have some few people here probably haven't heard this. But I was trying, I, the boy, uh, my friend told me, my mom. She's a, a Christian scientist or something, and, and she's, she, I believe, she said, I believe she has demons. So we traveled all the way from College Station to Houston, and uh, I, believe, I didn't know Houston very well, but I knew we were by the Astrodome, and we had uh, some kind of hotel room there, and I was talking to the mom, and um, all of a sudden, I was just reading scriptures to her, trying to prepare her for what we were about to do. And all of a sudden, she had her head down, and then she raised her head and turned towards me and said to me, you can't cast me out. You don't have the power. And I went like in my mind, who said anything about casting anything out? We haven't even talked about that. I mean, and she did that, and she stood there like, what are you going to say about that? Just looking at me. I mean, she was like this, and then she was up talking to me. And you know what I did? I just said to her, God gave wisdom. I just said, well, I know that uh, I cannot fight a baby demon. I was speaking out loud back to her. I know I can't fight a baby demon. I'm a man. I can't fight a baby demon. But Jesus told me in his word, he says, these signs follow them that believe. And Jesus said, and I'm a believer. And Jesus said, we shall cast out devils. And I'm a believer, so I know I, I don't have the power, but I have the authority, and I'm going to cast you out. Now you tell me I can't. And she put back her head down. I said, God, I got, I got him where I want him. Because I spoke the word back to her. But I wasn't moved by her telling me that. I knew it was the Spirit talking to me. 
But some people like was oh, oh, the devil spoke to me. Did you hear that? He just spoke to me out of the blue. So let's go call the pastor. Pastor, the devil spoke to me. I said, I can't. He said, I can't cast him out. I know it's funny to you. <laughs> but I did hear this guy. He said, I was trying to cast out the devil. And he's in my brother. Who is, uh, 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 who is gay. And the devil spoke to him. He said, I asked him, what's your name? And he said, I am Lucifer. He says, I'm dealing with Lucifer. Please pray for me. I said, he got you cornered. What will Lucifer be doing with your brother in, in Georgia? <laughs> Excuse me. He can't do anything. He has no authority to change anything anywhere. So he's left all this... Uh, I don't want to call names here. Some of these crazy people in uh, Hollywood, you know, but have influence. And he's going to find your brother that has nothing, don't even have a house in, in, in Georgia. Satan is spending his time with him. You got to be kidding. But he, he stopped praying. He stopped praying for the, he was afraid. He was dealing with Lucifer. But that's the way the devil wants to trick us. Because he doesn't understand. He knew the word. But understanding is different. The only way you understand it is if, if you can keep speaking the word. And Satan cannot steal the word from you. So you only have your freedom when you know the word and you're speaking the word from your mouth. Let me share this scripture with you from uh, Romans chapter 10. Beginning from verse 8 and then all the way through 10. Which is a basic scripture for everybody. But this is, is telling you about salvation. But it's a simple principle that deals with everything concerning God. This is the way you deal in, when, it, when it comes to faith and receiving something from God. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. You have to go by this simple principle. I was telling somebody, when I read scriptures, I'm looking for principles to live by. I'm not looking for scriptures to quote. I want to see the pattern. How God is called the way of the Lord. I want to see how God worked with them. So I learned from that, and I know why well, he worked with Joseph, and I, I, I can follow through, and I know God is not a respecter of persons, so he's going to work for me. And that's where I will get my confidence. Confidence. Because I know he is the Lord and he doesn't change. I am the Lord, I change not. So this is that scripture here. It says, but what does it say? How do you get your deliverance? How do you get your freedom? How do you receive from God? How do you receive the greatest thing God, greatest gift for a man is salvation. How do you receive salvation? Which is the greatest gift from heaven? What Jesus came to the earth to deliver to us. There is no other gift bigger than the gift of salvation. Which is freedom to live your life the way God created you to be in this world. But it says, what does it say? What does it say? The word is near you. So, it is the word. Without the word, nothing. That's the covenant God has with you. It is the word. What does it say? The word is near you. And what? In your mouth. That's what we read. In Isaiah 59 verse 21. God says, 
As for me, this is my covenant with them. My spirit who is upon them, upon you, and my word which I have put in your mouth. The word is near you and in your mouth and in your heart. So let your heart connect with your mouth and speak the word. And then you get the result. Just knowing the word in your heart is not good enough. You got to speak it. And if you are not able to speak it boldly, declare it boldly, the reason for that is you don't believe it. You don't believe it. If you believe it, you are not afraid. You're going to say it. You know, sometimes you hear me, and I've said it in church here, and, and uh, you're wondering how it took me a while before I was able to let that, those words come out of my mouth when I've told you I'm not going to die by an accident. You many heard me say that. If I'm in a plane, that plane is coming down. I don't care if it's a Malaysian airline, three, whatever. Let me come down and you can go crash wherever you want to crash. But not me within there. I'm not dying that way. And I'm not bragging. It's not because I have to brag. I've just decided God's power, He has power over the world. And I don't want to die that way. I don't want to die that way. It's a prayer. I pray to God, God, please. I don't want that. I don't want my body thrown all in the streets. With one limb here, another limb here. This is the body Jesus purchased with his blood. Amen. You do what you want, but this is my body. He bought it with the precious blood of Jesus, and I'm not going to die that way. But I had to think through it, meditate on it, and decide, no, I don't want that. And I believe that's exactly what's going to be. I'm not going to die by that. If there is a God and there is God, well, that's not the way it's going to be. It's not a bragging thing. It's a thing that I know I can trust God. I don't have control over the elements of the earth. I can't control anything. But he can control everything. And he says, I will always be with you. So I can be that. But you have to be, that, be bold when you know the scriptures. That's the only way you can say it. And if you can't say it, you know you're afraid because if I say it, what if it happens? Well, if that's in your head, he says, you still haven't gotten there. You still don't know the word. Because once you know the scriptures, the fear is gone. And you can declare it. Until you can declare it, you don't really believe it. Let me go back to the scripture. But what does it say? The word is near you and in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. It's the word of faith we are preaching. What I'm telling you now. That God has made a covenant with your mouth. And that you can say it. Jesus said, if any man speaks to this mountain and don't have doubt in his heart, he'll have what he says. So you speak the word because God is already confirmed. You have what you say. There is a covenant with your mouth. And you can speak God's word from your mouth based on the scriptures and God will respond to it. How else? How will God avoid this word? He and his word are one and the same. So the word is near you even now. The word of faith that we preach that if you confess, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus... And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. And then he gives you the principle. For or because. The word for, in my mind, is the same thing as because. You will be saved if you believe in your heart. If you believe in your heart, Jesus, and you confess him with your mouth. 
you will be saved because there is a principle that guides everything. Because with the heart, man won't believe unto righteousness. And with your mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And you're saying, what's the difference? Well, righteous, there are many righteous people that don't know the word. And Satan is whacking them day and night. They are as flaky as they come. They are always complaining, why not God? Why does God not do this? But they are in church all the time. I used to be one of them. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm still believing God to move from that area completely. But I, many times I heard things spoken and I said, well, I don't know about that. But they showed me the scripture. I said, I know that. I've seen that scripture before, but you know. Then I give you my own part. That's what it says. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There is a principle here that you must always take to heart. You know the Bible says we are people of faith, right? We are people of God. We live by faith. We walk by faith. Everything we do is by faith. But do you know how faith works? Second Corinthians 4 verse 13. This is what it says. And since we have the same spirit of faith. So spirit, faith is of, it's a spirit. How does he operate? It says according to what is written. So that's already established. That's what it's saying. According to what is written, it's already established. I believe, therefore, I spoke. We also believe, and therefore, speak. So if you believe, then be saying something. If you're not saying something, then I know you don't believe. But if you are saying something, that's a clear indication of what you really believe. If you're constantly talking sickness, I know you believe in sickness more than you believe in the stripes of the Lord Jesus. And that's why you talk about sickness all the time. And you want everybody to talk to see how sick you are. And you want to be visited in the hospital. I'll buy flowers to you, for you and leave it by your bed in the hospital. Not in Babylon. But please don't buy flowers for me. I, don't want, I want to be at home. I don't need flowers. I want to be well. And Jesus is able to make me well. Am I going to be tempted with sickness? Oh, yes. I call it temptation. Is anybody here that's going to say they are not going to be tempted? Well, sickness and sin, they are the same. The temptation comes, but I'm going to win. Amen? I'm not staying sick. I'm coming out of it. Because Jesus is who paid that price for me. If a man is not going to stumble with the words, that same person is a perfect person. That's what the Bible tells us. He says we stumble in many things. But if you are able to make that, this word, that you speak God's word constantly, and that means only the word of God comes out of your mouth, then you can always make it. He says, for we all, James chapter 3 verse 2, for we all stumble in what? Many things. We stumble, every one of us, including the one who is writing, James. 
we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man and is able to bridle his whole body. So if we stay speaking just God's word, and that's what we say for the most part, then the room for stumbling is limited. Because the words that are coming out of our mouth is the word of God. So you have to make that covenant with your mouth and with God to say only what the scriptures say. And that's the way you will make it with Christ. Because the scripture says this. And for me, God said, and for me, this is my covenant with them. And he's speaking of our time. Your time, my time, where we're living. His spirit upon your life. And his word in your mouth. So tonight, stand up with me. You know the scriptures. What is it that is coming against your life? What is it that is dogging you, causing you problems? Maybe it's been there for a long time. Whatever it is, you can begin your way to freedom by declaring God's word.